0: What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into the show. I wanted to take some time out and talk to you today about my good friend, Chris Cars over at SwitchCustomApparel.com. Switch Custom Apparel is your one-stop shop for all your business and promotional needs. Chris is personally working with me to help build my t-shirt for this very podcast. Chris is an awesome guy to work with, and he can help you with any of your promotional, logo, or embroidery needs. Reach out to him on switchcustomapparel.com or reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and I will put you in touch with Chris. That is all for now. Let's get right to the show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into Near Falls with D. Hall, a wrestling podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Near Falls with D. Hall. He's talking on bars and how they win it all. Yeah, Near Falls with D. Hall. The final takedown, the glory or the fall. So loose enough ready to what's going on wrestling fans welcome into another edition of Near Falls with D Hall a wrestling podcast today the feature guest is Mr. Danny Irwin head coach of West Liberty University down there in beautiful Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, super excited to get into Danny's story. I had Danny on a couple months ago. Unfortunately, rookie mistake podcaster. I don't know what happened to the recording. So we're here to do it again and, and kind of relive it. And I'm actually uh, more excited to talk now than I was before because, you know, you guys have gone through your season. When we talked earlier, you, you know, you were just getting to, into the entry of it. Um but you know I, I saw some of the success of the guys that I've you know known since they've been little and Alec and, and Ty uh, but super excited to have you on man and, and to dive into all your story and the season but uh, with that being said, Mr. Erwin, how are you sir? I'm doing good second time second time should be a charm for us and
1: uh, yeah. yeah even even more to talk about and you know with the success that we had on the hilltop and yeah looking forward to talking talking wrestling.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, uh, second time around and we we kind of had a full season and we're going to dive into everything that was a COVID season and how uh, strenuous it was. And we kind of talked a little bit before um, we started recording. Um, But before we get into all that, let's start way back. Let's get back to the basis of uh, where Danny Irwin comes from. Um, from when we talked last time, you're an Indiana boy, is that correct? Correct, yeah. I grew up, you know, born, raised,
1: uh, lived the majority of my life, you know, in Indiana, Northeast Indiana, just south of Fort Wayne. And, uh, been, you know, 32 years uh, of living in Indiana, loved it. Now, uh, you know, four years of, of being in the Ohio Valley and uh,
0: couldn't ask for a better group of people to be around out here. You know, and that's interesting. And, and, so indiana man i think when i think of indiana obviously you know you think of uh basketball and and what uh the craziness that was you know larry birds from out there indiana state sycamores right and and, uh so were you a basketball basketball guy growing up or kind of did you find wrestling at you know early age
1: yeah it was both you know i enjoyed basketball you know wrestling i played baseball um you know just like to compete you know, what thought I was going to end up being a, actually a basketball player in high school, but you know, I was like five, four, five, five, you know, 100 pounds. And you know, the people around me, were like, hey, you, you know, you might you just stick with wrestling, you know, pretty pretty solid at it. And uh, I don't know how many five foot, foot four guys are going to be playing high school ball. And luckily for me, I, I didn't end up growing until later. So I would have been a pretty short guy trying to play you know, high school basketball <laughs> well into high school compared to you know, finding the wrestling mad and just find it more and more as my, as my passion. And, or then, you know, last couple of years of high school, all, all I did was, was wrestle and, you know, surround myself with, with wrestling
0: people. And that's kind of the interesting about interesting thing about wrestling, right? It doesn't matter what size you are, what shape you are. Really. Um, you could be long and lanky and G, be just as good as someone who's short and stock and strong uh, comes in all shapes and sizes. And you don't really have to be too big or too small to, do it, which is, which is the beauty of it. So you find the love of the sport and you kind of manifests itself. Um, so when, you know, the big thing about, uh, you know, what we're going to get into this tonight is your coaching side of things and, and all that. So when did you, uh, so you went to Manchester university, you were two time national qualifier and a regional champ. What was that experience like? And uh, what made that place the right place for you? Um, You were there for a long time, you were there for six years, so why was that the right place for you?
1: Well, you know, it was about an hour from where I grew up, you know, Manchester at the time. I think they had, you know, several, you know, top 10 finishes in Division Three, and, you know, I knew it was a really tough team, and, you know, a smaller environment, which, you know, for somebody that I would say, you know, I wasn't very mature at that age, not only I was young for my grade, but, you know, again, just, you know, pretty immature, and to have a coaching staff there that, uh, you know, looked out for me and cared for me and uh, a good group of guys with a successful program. It was a place that I felt like I could, you know, one, you know, continue uh, to wrestle, which I loved and and wanted to do, but also, you know, get an education and, uh, you know, continue to to pursue my passion, but it was, it was great. It was what I needed at the time. You know, the people I I met there ended up, uh, you know, you know, helping put me in position to be able to have, wrestling as, as a career and something I, I get to enjoy every single day. So, you know, a lot of good people, a lot, a lot of good memories. And, you know, we had a, a good amount of success there and, you know, very happy that, that I made that choice. Uh, you know, when I was a pretty immature, uh, young, young man.
0: Right. And we all are at that age. Right. And, and you see it, you, you have kids that come into your program. I'm sure every year that some are ready for the grind and some are, not and they got to learn that. And, uh, You know, it's just the college wrestling is just a completely different animal, man. And so you eventually, but you find your passion, I think, following your college career, you get into coaching. And this is kind of what we're going to get into the meat of what we're talking about today. Uh, So you got, um, you end up getting the job at the Bluffington High School head coaching job. How did that manifest itself? And uh, why did you want to get into coaching right after you were done?
1: Well, I knew I wanted to coach, you know, growing up, my brother, you know, when I was a senior in high school was, was an eighth grader and it was, you know, whether when I was in middle school going back to AAU workouts or in high school, back to his middle school workouts, you know, college back to his high school workouts, helping them get ready for Fargo and things like that, that uh, I, I knew I wanted to coach, you know, when our head head wrestling coach at, at Manchester was walking around and asking all the freshmen early in the fall, one of our workouts, Oh, you know, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to, I want to be a coach. <laughs> and I knew it. And, uh, yeah, I had some classes to finish up, you know, um, those last, uh, really that last year, you know, before then I, I technically graduated from, from Manchester, but really, you know, those last two years, I was still technically at Manchester. I was coaching high school as the head high school coach, mm-hmm. head middle school coach and I restarted the club, you know, Bluffton high school and just, you know, really, uh, you know, it was an awesome experience for me, um, to be able you know, just start figuring out how I wanted to do things, you know, and and be able to grow as a coach. And you know, funny thing, when I first met with that team, you know, the guys were like, "Why would you ever come here? Like, why, 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 why would you choose to coach us?" And you know, it was a pretty young team, and that hadn't had a lot of success in, in years prior. And uh, you know, quickly we just started putting the work in, and you know, allowed me to you know make mistakes, and maybe that that went unnoticed, but. It allowed me to really figure it out um, early on and, um, you know, you know, start becoming the coach that, that I wanted to become, you know, to serve, you know, guys at, at a high level.
0: And, yeah, obviously, you know, you're one of those guys that know right off the bat. And a lot of times it's not that. It's, it's all right, I'm all done. I, I don't have nothing left. All right, let's go into coaching because this is the only place I can get some sort of competition or what it may be, but your passion really became coaching and you move on to Wabash College uh, and you become assistant coach there and this is kind of where you really start to find your stride. You're there for just shy of a decade from 2008 to 2017. What was that experience like? and, and you know give me a couple stories from that experience because obviously this is kind of where you really grew your roots as a coach and uh really just started finding your form
1: yeah i knew i i didn't want to be a a teacher coach in high school and that led me to you know put my you know name into a couple hats to try to land a college coaching job and luckily landed at wabash with with coach anderson who was you know my assistant coach for my first two years at manchester and, and having that connection and you know it was interesting same kind of thing a lot of my friends and and so forth were like why would you ever go there like um you know, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a, a, a great, you know, successful program from the team perspective. You know, they had a lot of individuals with success and, you know, for me, it was just, you know, simple. Hey, we're going to be good. You watch, you know, we're, we're going to be good. I believe in what coach Anderson wanted to do aligned with what I wanted to do. And, you know, we quickly, you know, we got to work and, you know, you know, nine years later, you know, we had, you know, we had finished a great run together and, and they're still crushing it with, uh, you know, the guys and, and their staffing and, and stuff that they, they have to this day.
0: Oh, yeah. And you, you, the the Wabash College, and you kind of find that. So the question is, does does that coach remember? Did he know that you wanted to be a coach whenever you were still wrestling? Did he know this? And he was like, he probably put that in the back of his mind. So when that opportunity arose, you were probably the first guy he called. Well,
1: little, uh, so he was my reference on my, uh, my, my resume when I was sending it out. Oh, well, <laughs> that's pretty nice. <laughs> you know, he didn't even actually, you know, he didn't have a position and, you know, I thought I was going to be going to, uh, Wisconsin for a job opportunity and, and to find housing. And literally he called me and said, Hey, you know, my assistant just left, you know, how do you feel about coming here? And I was like, Hey, you just saved me a trip to Wisconsin and, uh, you know, kept me in Indiana and, you know, kept me close to people I love. And. You know, again, you know, when you, you get a chance to surround yourself with with people. And, you know, he was a big influence on on me my first, you know, two years in college of, you know, hey, this is what it's going to take. You know, I, I kind of asked for, for a better mentor. And, you know, we quickly, you know, our first year together, I don't think we had a qualifier. To Then our second year getting, you know, two to nationals was a big deal. And then, uh, you know, five, six years later, now, now we're one of the teams to beat. You know we ended up you know being national door runner-ups one year you know our last i think three years we were you know third fourth third in the nation and you know yeah i laugh at you know a lot of my buddies that uh you know again like why would you ever go there and i said hey i told you we were going to be good you know it's uh
0: well i mean you put in the they need to put in the respect i mean every place you've gone so far it's just gotten better and better you know obviously they're gonna you know you're gonna find success Well,
1: I I think there, there's a lot of, lot of aspects of things that go into it. You know, one, you know, I think the the most important thing is can you surround yourself with the right people? And, uh, you know, we had a lot of other really good coaches, you know, um, out at Wabash and I had some really good coaches when I was at Bluffton high school to then, you know, when I, I made the, made the jump to be a head coach again, you know, that was the first thing that, Hey, who can I surround myself with that, uh, you know, wants to, uh, to serve guys at a high level, to see them reach their goals on and off the mat. And, you know, the success that, that we had at Wallbash, it, it can be duplicated, you know, anywhere, it's just a matter of, you know, Hey, you know, is it something that's going to be a passion that you want to work towards every single day and, and have the right, you know, attitude and perspective to it? Or is it something that you think you want to do and, um, we'll do if it's convenient and, uh, right. you don't reach the top doing it when it's convenient. You, you, you do it when, uh, you, know, you got you know like-minded people that uh, are hungry and and passionate and um, you know want to invest in one another and you know that was exactly what uh, you know happened at Wabash for me it was Coach Anderson wanted to, you know he invested in me and and vice versa and you know it you know grew into a to
0: an amazing thing. Yeah, and, and and it didn't go unnoticed, obviously, because you move on to find a head coaching job at a Division two program, Wheeling Jesuit University um there you guys became pretty dominant um earning multiple trips to the national finals um a bunch of all americans in the process what was it like moving from indiana where you're known your hometown where you're born where you raised now you're coming to lehigh or no, i'm sorry not lehigh valley i've had a few of those guys on recently i apologize coming over to the ohio valley and and it's got to be different for you man out there it's all flat. You come over to the Ohio Valley, man, is rolling hills and, and you know, your uh, rivers everywhere and mountains. It's got to be a, a little bit of a culture shock for you.
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, God bless my wife. You know, so when you know I took Wheeling Jesuits, you know, head coaching position, uh, my wife was in the middle of. You know, her second pregnancy, and you know, oh she boy. was a high, she's a high risk pregnancy, and uh-huh. so her switching doctors and a number of things was you know you know a bigger deal than 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 some. It's always a big deal, right? When, when they're carrying one, but uh, you know we we bought a house three weeks later. You know we had JP. You know three weeks later, official season starts, and yeah, you know, I'm a head coach, and it's it's on. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, so you know it starts at home with with her and you know, I kind of asked for for a better transition, you know, having her support and we have really good family support and, you know, the guys that, you know, I inherited on Wheeling Jesuits team were just top notch. You know, I had good people around me like coach Doyle know, coach Hedger, you know, coach Barrett, you know, and then, you know, able to add some awesome coaches too like coach Mucha and, you know, coach Lacey that, you know, it, it happened for a lot of the right reasons and you know, those, those those, are some of the key people that, uh, that made it happen.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, you know, you move over and you start to – you inherit a really good team, but you really start to kind of produce some really, really good guys. And, uh, you know, was it easier to find guys around this area opposed to Indiana? Because the recruiting has to be, uh, you know, I would assume pretty easy – for this general area being close to Ohio, who has tons and tons of hammers, and honestly, West Virginia people sleep on West Virginia, but West Virginia's got a lot of really good kids, and they're and they're tough, really gritty kids. No doubt, you know, West
1: Virginia's got a ton of ton of good kids. You know, Cole Leah, you know, national champ, mm-hmm. you know, this yep. year, you know, from you know small division, you know, West Virginia, you know, Terrence Fanny, national champ at Wheeling Jesuit, you know, he was you know, a couple of times, you know, state champ in, in West Virginia. I, I don't know if you're a small division or big. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, I don't maybe want to talk about it too much. Might give some people, <laughs> I know, want to take notice of it. some right. more. But, but yeah, I think uh, recruiting in this area, you know, again, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's a hotbed of wrestling, you know, between, you know, West Virginia, you got all of Ohio, you got Western PA, you know, and then you got a lot of, a lot of States like Indiana and Michigan and, New York and, and Maryland that, you know, in Virginia that, you know, it's a, you know, four or five hour drive, you know, from to some of those locations. So the big thing is just, you know, being a seeker of good people that, that want to develop and, you know, if they want to develop, then, you know, it can turn into some, some real good things. It makes coaching fun, you know, compared to, you know, finding the best talent and, you know, slapping it out on the mat and seeing if it's going to produce, you know, that's one way to do it. But, you know, I think our, our way is a little bit different that you know, we have a certain, uh, you know, type of person that we're looking for on and off the mat. And, you know, I want to say that's an easy thing to find. But that's also, I think, why, you know, our, our teams have uh, had the fun that they've had, you know, and mm-hmm. these teams have stayed close, um, you know, knit, you know, well beyond their years wrestling on the mat together. And, right. uh, you know, it creates something very special when uh, when you're seeking people like that day in and day out.
0: And that, you know, you talk about kind of the brotherhood and the tight knit and and that kind of brings me to kind of my next topic and kind of our next transition into the show here. Uh, You know, you take the job, things kind of fall out at Wheeling Desert they kind of drop their program and, you know, it's kind of well documented on what happened there. So you move on to where you're at now, West Liberty University, climb the hill and, and, you know, I thought whenever I first heard about this, I'm not too, I wasn't too familiar with it. And, and you know, I'm getting chatter from these guys that obviously you have down there now, and um, Alec and and Ty and Jordan and those guys uh, that I've had forever. Um, so what does let, let's get even started with this, man? Because I think this is cool. What does climb the hill mean to you? Well, climb the hill is is just our
1: mantra that. You know, much like in life, you know, it's very easy to be negative. You know, it's you know, it's uh but it's just as easy to be positive. And so when I you know was looking at going to West Liberty and it seems to kinda of be the theme, you know, people won the like, oh you shouldn't do that, you're gonna hate the drive, you know, this mm-hmm. and that. And uh it's it's beautiful. It's an awesome drive. It's something that uh And
0: that's the thing, man. I'll cut you off real quick. I worked a ton down there right on Ohio Seven, all down through all those little towns. Uh, right down uh, and down the Ohio Valley—that is a beautiful drive, right along the river, man. The big hills, beautiful scenes. I, I, I 100% agree. It is a nice drive down there,
1: no doubt. And then we just turned it into something that uh, you know, again, you know, climb the hills. You know, much like you know us being fathers and, and just our day to day. That doesn't matter if you're in college and high school or you're in you know a full-blown adult, as some may say. That you know, you got daily uh, hills or or even mountains at times that you got to climb and you got to be willing to climb them. And if you're not, then, you know, you're not doing yourself uh, justice or, or the people that count on you justice. And so turning that climb to hell mentality is, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a test, it's a hard workout. It's, Hey, something didn't go right. That again, you climb the hill, you know, and take the next step forward and, and build and, you know, whether it's a positive or negative build upon it. And, you know, so much like that drive of turning a, you know what some people perceive as a negative hey no it's a positive we we get to climb the hill we we get to do this together and and you know with that kind of mentality there's there's nothing that we can't accomplish and i think it's something that's that's growing stronger each and every day and our resolves building and you know there there's a lot more uh exciting things on, on the horizon for us because of that mentality
0: yeah and i definitely you know i noticed that you know obviously i'm starting to take big notice and watch you guys closely because I have a lot of, uh, you know, a couple guys. And uh, one thing I noticed, man, is all your kids are so freaking tough and mentally strong and they could be losing the match, come right back, no problem. And it's just, you know, just grind mode. And it seems like it's so consistent. In a season like this and, and the COVID season, man, it had to have been just a mental freaking grind, more than a physical grind because. Uh, when you could practice, when you could practice, you know, we talked a little bit about the pods and how that all worked out, what all went into the season and, and was it a struggle? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It was
1: more, more mental than, than physical. You know, there was uh you know, a bunch of new things wrestling with masks at times, you know, pods and you, know, you, you name it, the, the planning was there and, you know, shout out to, you know, Jerry Duncan, our, our head athletic trainer and his staff and our administration that, you know, again, a lot of people put a lot of work into, you know, you know, just again, putting some position to practice, let alone then compete, you know, and then, you know, turn, you know, those items into, you know, obviously a very successful postseason. but you know, our guys, that was one of the things that, you know, climb the hill mentality couldn't have been any more important than, than this year that I just told, Hey, the, the teams that stay the most focused throughout this time are going to be the teams, you know, left standing at, at the end of the year. And, you know, so control the controllables, you know, focus on what we can do today, who you get to practice with today. And you know, we continue to to do that. You know, we uh we just built momentum, you know, through our practices in the fall and some of the things that we did to then, you know, when we finally were able to compete and you know, then uh, you know, what well, was a, a fantastic uh you know postseason for us. But it came back to everybody at times, you know, looking at things more positively than than uh Ah, oh, well this stinks. We
0: have to have a mask on for this, you know. <laughs> I and, that has to be wild, man. And what was it like to just, you know, they're college kids, right? You got to tell these guys, "Yo, put this mask on, man." And they're looking at you like you have six heads. But at the same time, yeah, someone walks in or you guys aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Boom, you're shut down and then you're not going to compete.
1: Exactly. Well, you yeah, know, I uh you know one of our first workouts you know we we're running a time mile and you know mm-hmm. here's coach Irwin, who you know is getting up there a little bit of age you know i i'm like all right i'm gonna prove a point you know i, you <laughs> know, I, I ran a mile with a mask on and I, I i forget what my time was maybe it was like mid you know 6 30 6 40 somewhere in there and uh but I just remember like a couple laps in like, Oh man, how much I would love to take this mask off right now. But again, it's all mental, you know, and I left it on, and you know, again, you, you got to lead and, and, and show guys, Hey, I'm willing to do it. You're willing to do it. We're going to do it together. And ultimately, you know, that, that leads to that team success. But yeah, you know, again, our guys, uh, they, uh, they hunkered into it and they knew how bad they won the wrestle and they were willing to do anything to to put themselves in position to, to wrestle.
0: yeah and the you obviously start to cultivate success and, and you know you find your lineup right before uh, regionals and uh, what was it like to kind of finally get what you you know the full lineup together full force and then boom. Everything comes to fruition right at the right time.
1: Yeah, and, you know, talk about stories and just, you know, some of those, uh, you know, tournaments, we had to, you know, we had to treat them almost like practices. So, you know, a guy like Alec Cook, he was cleared to come back from, you know, COVID literally um, the Friday, the next day is our MEC Conference Championship. And he had no uh, cupcake walk. You know, he beats a, you know, returning national qualifier um in the in the finals, you know, I think by major decision, but it was just like, hey, you're making a decision. Hey, this guy needs to wrestle. And because there's only so many opportunities too. And mm-hmm. Alec Cook, you know, he he crushed it, you know, not only that day, but you know, the entire year. And you know, again, allowed us to win our conference. And you know, then in in that was the first time our starting 10 had wrestled at conference. But then we had another guy or two out. And then again we got everybody back for you know the regionals and you know, it was the first time I've ever had 10 guys place in the in the top six at the national qualifier. And Yeah, and I remember
0: there. seeing that on Twitter, man. That's pretty freaking impressive.
1: Yeah, and it took every single one of them. I think we beat Ashland by, you know, a few points. And uh, without all 10 of those guys doing what they did, you know, we wouldn't have won the first super regional title and in, in the NCAA era of, of West Liberty history wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you, The crazy thing was, you know, uh, you find these, you start to find these guys. And What is it to you that you are looking for in particular? You know, I have a lot of kids that listen. And what is it for you that as a Division two coach, for someone that's looking for in an athlete or a student athlete, I should say?
1: Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I alluded to it earlier, guys that want to develop, you know, on and off the mat. That, uh, you know, we have guys that, uh, you know, come out of high school, you know, like, know, Cole Leia who was you know he was a three time champ, you know, four time finalist in high school. He was a senior nationals runner up. He could have went to a lot of different schools, but you know, selected uh, you know, for me to be his head next head coach in life. And you know, Ty Warner, same thing. You know, three time Ohio State champ. You know, he, you know, I think he wrestles in the Dapper Dan, you know, just you know, nationally ranked, could have went and wrestled you know, a multitude of places. And, you know, to then you know you got some guys that uh you know, I think, you know, Connor Craig, you know, was a three time qualifier, one time placer. You know, now he's a national champ, two time finalist in college. So then we got guys that uh, you know, never even sniffed the state tournament, they're now wrestling at the national tournament. And you know, but they all have that common thing that they they want to develop, they want to be developed, and you know, they they want to put the work into the plan and um to be able to do those things. So I think that development piece is crucial. And then you know, finding guys that are are resilient you know that uh, college wrestling um, isn't for the faint of heart and you know the it's that much tougher than high school and if you don't have that resilience or willingness to, to be resilient day in and day out then
0: uh, you know you're gonna get chewed up at times yeah it, the, that's there's no doubt about that college wrestling definitely could be a meat grinder at times and you know you talk about kind of what you look to find in a coach. And I think that, you know, the reason why you get some of the kids that you get and you talk about some guys that kind of fall into your lap because I think that, you know, the guys that I talk to, you really build a brotherhood and a culture around this program quickly. Um, for instance, I was talking to Jordan the other day. You've got, you had the guys take off for practice to go support the softball team. That's awesome, man. That's growing school spirit. That's growing the, the bond with these guys. They're going to go have a good time, watch the softball team. Stuff like that, man. I think that, uh, you know, more coaches need to do things like that to kind of take a little pressure off these guys, let them go do themselves, and then come back in. Let's get back at it whenever it's time.
1: Yeah, that's one of the really neat things about West Liberty, that uh, the sports and the coaches and the, the programs, you know, we're all in together. We're excited for one another's success. I went and watched our, our men's basketball's uh, Sweet 16 game that they won, and, you know, they made the Elite Eight. You know, we played the, the women's softball team uh this fall in a game and yep they they, they whooped us you know it's definitely tough hitting a fast <laughs> pitch softball and uh but but again that uh you know it's it's really built you know school spirit and just you know getting a uh, you know family atmosphere where you know our guys understand it's it's more than just wrestling it's more than just you know softball that you know we're in this together you know we can choose to to make west liberty the place to be or or we can go the other way and they know which way they want to take in, you know, and having fun mm-hmm. like that and, and perspective, our guys, they, they train hard and uh, they they're very intrigued and captivated by wrestling right now, which, you know, is very exciting as a coach. And so, yeah, you know, I'm not worried about, uh, you know, if they're going to be out of the softball game because I ask them to be or, you know, Hey, you know, or we're going to wrestle or we're going to play some dodgeball too, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah and that's the whole thing you got to kind of balance just the the fun and the the kind of grind of it and obviously there there is a balance to everything. Um but as far as I know and from from what everything I hear you're doing a fantastic job. So um as we move kind of on to our last and final topic of the evening, you know, I kind of want to get into a little preview of next year, man. What does your team look like next year? Obviously you have a bunch of guys returning, you know. I'm sure that you got to be pushing right there for the national title.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you know our coaching staff feels our, you know, our team feels, and you know our alumni administration. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's an exciting thing to to know that you know, hey, it's a possibility, right? You know, I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't think it was a possibility. It's something that, you know, I think about, you know, on a very consistent basis. You know. What 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 would it be like to be that final team up on that platform? You know, what what's it like to, to to do that? And you know, I've been runner up, I've been third twice, you know, fourth once, um, you know, fourth twice, you know, and uh it's something that I think we can do. We got a group of guys that, you know, have experience at the national tournament. We had guys that just missed it this this past year at the national qualifier. You know, Ty McGee on any other given year, he's a national qualifier wrestling to be an all American and uh, this year they didn't take all the thirds. You know, he was the first wild card. You know, I expect him to, you know, compete for a national title. You know, that's something that uh you know he, we uh, we scrapped together on, on Thursday before then our, our team workout and, and just something I know he's hungry for amongst a, a plethora of other guys and that's what it's gonna take. You know that we're gonna put 10, 10 just you know you know really really tough you know men out there at regionals that are gonna be the guys that wrestle at nationals and they're gonna duplicate it again. And you know, that's that's what it takes to win a national title. I haven't done it, but it's gonna take ten guys wrestling their best at nationals. And and I, I think we have uh ten guys inside of our our program, especially with you know some of the recruits and stuff that, that we're adding mm-hmm. that um you know the time is now and and our guys understand that and we're making the most of uh not only our April we did, but you know, we're looking to make the most of our May now when you know, a lot of people are you know thinking about uh, about other things
0: yeah and, and it's it's full grind mode all the way right and uh i actually just re-watched the last dance uh documentary uh obviously with michael jordan he was talking about how the pistons beat him every single time and it was like they beat him the last time before he was like all right no days off right back in the gym and it sounds like that's what you guys are you know you're still hungry because it was shortened Um, You know, you talked about Ty McGeary and how he kind of came out and and a lot of people's eyes came out of nowhere and and really um, should have made the national tournament. Um, Obviously, I'm very close to Ty and Jordan and Alec and uh, those guys. uh, Is it so cool to see a guy like, you know, Connor Craig take a guy like Ty McGeary under his wings and those two become practice partners, really just grind? Um, you know a guy that's been there done that and take a young guy and really you know along with coaching staff start to jump levels quickly
1: yeah it's it's an investment piece that you know our guys understand that it's it's their program just as much as it's mine and you know we expect them to invest, invest in themselves they invest in each other and, and in their coaching staff and vice versa And you know ty was able to jump levels and, and get it figured out and uh, you know i know he's hungry along with other guys and you know, again, mm-hmm. you have that type of attitude towards each other. You know, ultimately, you know, that's what's going to lead to each and every guy having the success that they want to have and making it fun. You know, these guys, you know, the fact that they care about each other, like they do. And, you know, whether we're coming in to hit the per se, the hardest practice ever, or we're coming in and playing dodgeball or we're going out to play the women's softball team in a game, you know, we're, <laughs> we're looking to compete and, and have fun and, and we get to do this, you know, they're, I'm lucky enough to be doing this, you know, next year will be year 14 in college coaching. But, you know, these guys, they only get, you know, sometimes four years, you know, sometimes with this free eligibility year, a sixth year. And, Who knows, and or
0: seven or eight, or like the the D1 guys got, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that just, again, they, we get to do this and we get to do it together. And, you know, we want to create, uh, you know, an atmosphere and an environment for these guys that, you know, again, is enjoyable and not that there's not going to be some some tough days, but absolutely yeah there's, there's definitely i think on the hilltop there's more fun days than there are like holy cow we got to do this again you know because i don't <laughs> think guys that in our program look like it, look at it that way that we have to hey we get to do this and you get to do it here and what better people to, to do it with than, than the guys that we're looking to our left and right at
0: Yeah, and the, every single person i talk to or anyone around the program, they all enjoy just wrestling. They enjoy being in the room scrapping, and it seems like every guy that you find, they're just scrappers, man. They just love to be in the room wrestling. So, for my last question of the evening, and I end everyone the same way: Give me your favorite near fall or pin as a coach and as an athlete.
1: Oh, as an athlete, I don't man. I only pinned a couple people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a couple, I got a, a picture, uh, you know, in my garage of, uh, you know, Devin Brokaw, he was national champ at, at, Wabash. You know, he was, uh, you know, he wanted 133 pounds, um, at the time he weighed in at, um, 141 and we bumped him up to wrestle uh, a 149 pound returning national champion from Wartburg. and, mm-hmm. uh. You know, he he you know, he's really tough on top, really funky. He ends up getting a you know a cradle, you know, on um uh in the match, you know, which which wins the match. And that year, you know, hey, the 133 pound national champ defeated the 149-pound national champ. You know, so that you know, that was one, you know, two, you know, Riley with a fever. Yeah, you know, he uh, he was ended up being a four-time national champ at Wabash. You know, he pinned a guy in his finals match his senior year that then vaulted us from fourth place to third place in the team standings, which was cool. And, uh, you know, ultimately this year then, uh, you know, we, uh, I think we scored nine or 10 matches that we won were by bonus points, which Love you know, we've yeah. we, we got a team trophy by a half a point. And to have uh, you know, a guy like Tyler Warner get a fall, you know, Connor Craig get a fall, you know, Cole, I get a fall, you know, Borsellino in his seventh place match, we were talking about how big, a fall would be here and you know we thought it was going to be big as we were checking the team scores and yeah it couldn't have been you know any more than what we thought it was going to be you know to beat mckendry by half a point uh you know but that's something we talked about uh you know in the room is, is scoring bonus points and and fighting for those, those extra points and those guys, the fact that they trust our coaching staff to to push for points in those biggest moments, like the semifinals of the national tournament, or even the finals, is uh, is a testament to you know their, uh, how strong they are mentally and how much they believe in in themselves and their teammates and their staff and their preparation, you know, for moments like that. So you know, they have you know three finalists, two national champs, and to to go out with nine or ten bonus points, you know, there was a lot of guys on their backs that you know that weren't that wasn't us.
0: So the pinner, so the non pinner, he's like, All right, you're like, All right, man, I need to get these dudes slaying these guys. So, you know, it makes me feel better about my non pinning. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, we <laughs> joke around, you know, I coach coach everyone doesn't get pinned in the wrestling room. Uh I love it. Yeah. You know, they uh they they can't get me. Yeah, you know, I got a few more <laughs> days of being thirty-six with a few workouts in between that and, and being thirty seven. And yeah, you know, I know some guys are, are hungry to try to try to pin me, but it's something we have fun with that uh we talk smack and one another and you know, the, but those bonus points they, they made the difference this year and you know that's that's what's going to make the difference for us next year you know when the word of the 2022 you know team national champions in st louis yes,
0: missouri sir. yes sir well dan i hope that you know that happens and then we i'll have you on again and we'll talk about your national title and we'll talk about what all went into it and how cool it was um but until then have fun grind and have fun Having fun with those kids, man, and yep. just, you know, letting them be them and and just kind of letting loose, man. I, I enjoy the conversation. Do you have anything else for me before we kind of sign off?
1: I man, I think we just need to get a commitment from you that uh, you're you're going to be at, at least a couple of these uh, home events this upcoming year.
0: Absolutely. You know what? I was just talking to Ty and Jordan the other day about uh, making my way down there. And, you know, I got the, all the Westlib gear. My wife's got a shirt now. I just got to get my little dude a, a little
1: shirt, and we'll be all down. Right. Yeah, we'll figure figure that out. I know my yeah. my three year old's rocking a youth small. It's like a nightgown on him, but uh,
0: perfect. Perfect.
1: Yeah, you, our our home opener is going to be like November third or fourth at home versus okay. University of Pitts
0: Johnstown. Um, oh, uh, and you know uh, what's good. loud is because I uh, we were just talking about this. I was just talking to Denny, uh, Alex' uh, dad. Th- Uh, Alec is probably going to wrestle with Jake Ely, which is another gladiator kid. Uh, And that's going to be awesome, man. And I love both those kids. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'm going to pencil that in my uh, calendar. No doubt. That's a no brainer for me.
1: And we get some of these gladiators. Then you got to make the trip to St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, that's. Yeah. To watch history be made.
0: Oh, man. That that sounds like a plan. That sounds (laughs) like a plan, my friend. Extra, extra nice, nice to your wife. (laughs) and it's all about the brownie points right you know what i'm saying (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. well that's why we're doing this at this time of night right got the kids
0: down and and be able to talk wrestling and and love life Every, every single day my friend every single day dan thank you so much i really appreciate you coming on talking some wrestling good luck this season i'll be in touch keep grinding on them boys man they need it You know it. We're
1: going to continue to to put the work in and have fun doing it and, hey, climb the hill.
0: Amen, amen. Dan, appreciate it. Have a good one, brother. You too.